Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast, live on a Thursday afternoon from quarantine. What is going on? How's everyone doing? How's everyone holding up? Uh, less than if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, we are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft, and which sure fe- it still feels like it's going to happen. You know, I mean, the NFL is kind of forcing it down everyone's the GM's throats, despite some of their IT concerns, but it it looks like it's on pace, and I guess we will all benefit, at least with something to talk to and and some content to hold us over in in this quarantine life. But today, I'm going to dive into Tom Brady, Howard Stern, and the interview, and just some of my thoughts. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Mike Lombardi, formal general manager, had some thoughts on his podcast about multiple teams in the top 10 failing him as of his physical. Uh, I'll dive into that. Some other just things going around the NFL that I kind of flagged that we'll hit on quickly. And then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle, at John Middlecoff. DMs wide open, slide up in them. And a lot of you guys have been sending me questions. Keep interacting. Same as my Twitter handle, and, and I will... I will answer the questions here on the podcast. Let's start with Tom Brady on Howard Stern. Full disclosure, I have not listened to the interview yet, beside some snippets that I've seen on social media. And partly because I read a review that said Tom Brady, the only guy in American history that could go on with Howard for two hours and not actually say anything. Of course he didn't. I mean, Tom Brady wasn't going to just go zero to 60. First off, And I'm a big Howard Stern guy. And I think people in 2020, especially younger people, don't quite realize. When I was growing up, if you lived in California, how could you listen to Howard Stern in like the 90s? I didn't have access. I didn't know who Mike Francesa and Chris Russo was. The world is so flat, but it's so flat media-wise with radio hosts. I mean, I got into Howard Stern probably since... When I started scouting on the road, I got Sirius XM, Howard Stern had a channel, and they would replay his interviews. And still to this day, when I'm driving either from 49er practice to my house or to my parents' house from where I'm at right now, which is usually like an hour drive, if it's not like coward or you know a certain time during the week, first thing I always check out is Howard's channel. Because regardless who he has on, if he has on a guest, it's must listen. 
He's the best interviewer. But most of his interviews tend to kind of veer off into some pretty intense conversation about yourself, about whatever that's happened to you in your life, and there's always a sexual element to it. So when I saw earlier this week that Tom Brady was going to go on Howard Stern, my first thought was, that's a little bizarre. Like, he easily could have gone on with Dan Patrick and Colin Coward and just had a normal interview. But it kind of struck me. Tom Brady is a little bit like, and we all know him, hell, some of you guys listening might be them, like the 50-year-old guy that's been in a 25-year-long marriage and gets a divorce, and the, or maybe he's 55, and the first thing he does is he might, he's got to have some money in this scenario, and he usually takes out like the 26-year-old, and everyone around town's like, yeah, he's going through a midlife crisis. It's not truly him, but he wants to show that like he's been cooped up. He's been like a caged cat. It's like he's been in quarantine, but in his life for 25 years, and he's going to break out of the shell. It's like, bro, that's not really you. What, what, what are you doing? Like, you're a partner in a law firm. Like, just, just date someone your own age, or maybe someone a little bit younger than you. What, what, are you. what are you trying to do? Like, Tom Brady's image has been pretty consistent. So, to go from 20 years of Belichick, and then jump right to Howard Stern, to me, I red flagged it a little bit. It didn't make that much sense. But then, I, then I've kind of come to the conclusion that I think Tom Brady struggles with one thing. The perception of Tom Brady, what us on the outside know about Tom, is he's kind of the quarterback version of Belichick. He really doesn't give you that much, except he's like the quarterback version, really good looking, married to a model. All of his ads are with sweet people, Uggs, wheels up, Mercedes, whatever. Everything about when you think Tom Brady, you just think elite. And I think Tom Brady struggles because I bet he says, when I talk to people in the NFL, and I always thought this, just I'm a huge Tom Brady fan following his career, follow a lot of people that he's played with. I've seen a lot of their quotes about Tom Brady over the years. The number one thing they say about Tom Brady is, he's the best teammate I've ever had. Well, if you're going to be the best teammate a football player has ever had, you're going to be a guy's guy. You're not going to be some stiff. What do you guys usually talk about? Football, business, women. I mean, so he, he can clearly hang with the boys. When I think of Tom Brady in the offseason, what does he always do? He always rallies the group, takes Jimmy, takes Welker, takes Edelman, takes Vrabel, takes Castle, takes the guys he's been playing with for over two decades, takes them all to the Kentucky Derby. I saw an interview with Danny Amendola that a couple years ago or five years ago, whenever it first happened, he got a text message like, hey, Tom wants you to come to the Derby with us all. And he's like, I was in a tough predicament. I was like, you know, it was my girlfriend's birthday on that Saturday. But what am I going to do? Say no to Tom? So he went to the Derby. He's like, yeah, we'll just have to, I'll, we'll figure it out later. I'll, I'll get her, uh, I'll get her some presents after the fact. But he has this perception of being this New England guy where you're not allowed to say anything. Because if he was still on the New England Patriots, under no circumstances would he have gone on Howard Stern. None. He, it just would not have happened. But I think he feels like this guy that's out of this long marriage that had been very successful. If it was, if this was a marriage analogy, his kids would all be in college, and not just in any college. One would be at Harvard, one would be at Stanford, the other one would be on a sports scholarship at Texas. Like, and his family, they live in a huge house with multiple second homes, second home, a third home, one by the water, one in the snow. It has been a great life. They just don't like each other anymore. So they broke up, and the first thing he does is get a young girlfriend. The first thing Tom Brady does is go on Howard Stern. To me, that's a little, this is a little bizarre. But I also think Tom struggles with, he has this perception of being kind of this tightwad like he is with Belichick, and that's not really who he is. And I think the hard part about what Tom is about to undertake is he's trying to change his perception of who we think he is, and we have about 20 years of just following along with Tom of thinking what he is. Now, that doesn't mean he can't change it. Because for about 15 years, now I was a little biased. I was a Kings fan. I hated Kobe Bryant. But we all kind of, even if you were a diehard Lakers fan, you know, be like, Kobe's an asshole, but he cares about winning. He'll do whatever it takes to win. But he's just all basketball all the time. No life, no balance. And you know what was crazy about Kobe Bryant? RIP, before he died? Kobe Bryant became one of my favorite humans in sports post-retirement. He became just kind of normal. He's like, God, oh, there's Kobe with his daughter at a women's basketball game. Oh, there's Kobe, you know, coaching the team with, like, the, the junior college baseball coach. Oh, there's Kobe texting this high school player. Oh, there's Kobe reaching out to this junior college basketball team, giving them – it was like Kobe was just – actually became much more normal despite being not a normal guy. 
as he in retirement. It was like, God, you know what? Kobe might be a little bit more like me and you than we think, even though he clearly is not. And I think Tom, deep down, thinks he's more like one of the guys than most of us think. So he's going to try over these next couple years while he's still playing to change his image a little bit. I would imagine his press conferences. Now, his press conferences, he's such a high-level guy. He's such a smart guy. Have never been like Russell Wilson to me gives by far. I mean, he Russell Wilson is the smiling version of a Belichick press conference. He says nothing. I mean, nothing. And again, I get not saying anything. You don't want to tip your hand. Football is a paranoid sport sport in general. But I've had a I've seen Kyle Shanahan give press conferences for three years. He's pretty open, and it hasn't hurt him. He just made the Super Bowl. Like you can talk, and I I think we're going to see a new Tom Brady. And I also thought in one of the comments that I saw that like him and Giselle had to go to counseling because it was almost like she was going to get a divorce or leave him because she did not like what he, the way he was operating. And that's where you realize, you know what, Tom Brady, like Kobe, like Tiger Woods while they're playing, no balance. Tom Brady is football 24-7. Literally dedicates his life. He said it on Tom first time. Changes eating habits. Uh, he just He's kind of a weirdo. I mean, let's just, he eats avocado ice cream, but it's the reason he's able to get a $50 million contract at 43. In the history of football, basketball, and football, excuse me, baseball, basketball, and football moving forward, I don't want to say never, but I think there's a very decent chance we never see a 43-year-old get $50 million in any of the three sports moving forward. So I think Tom Brady would be like, yeah, you can call me a weirdo. I eat avocado ice cream. I do pliability. I have Alex Guerrero follow me around and do funny stretches. Guess what? It works. And you know what? I'd be like, you're right, Tom. But I think it shows that like Tom, for a long period of his time or of his life, he didn't, like like Tiger Woods before his kids, like there is no balance. I had Hunter Mahan on my other podcast, Haberman and Middlecoff, and he came on the PGA Tour in 2003 and was around Tiger, you know, up until he got injured and everything happened with his wife. He said Tiger Woods did two things. He played golf and he worked out. And well, obviously, he might have, you know, had a little third one mixed in there a little bit too. But the majority of his time was dedicated around playing golf and working out around playing golf and trying to win golf tournaments. No, no balance. Like, ask people about Peyton Manning. No balance. Tom Brady. I think these last couple of years, not going to OTAs, he realized he had to change a little bit. So maybe we might start seeing him kind of morph into this Kobe, like, oh, God, Tom's a little more normal than we thought or more likable, more just relatable. The hard part is going to be TB12. A couple years ago, my mom, whenever she sees like a book, I, I guess she goes to bookstores still, not during quarantine, but just in her free time. Uh, maybe she shops online. I've never actually asked her where she gets these books. But, you know, like once a month, I'll just get a delivery at my condo and I'll open it up and it'll just be a book. And it's whether it's on Sabin, whether it's on just on anything. And one time I opened the box and it's the TB12 method. And you realize, like, it's pretty weird. Like, there is a decent chance that as Kobe got more normal, Tom could get weirder. Because to eat avocado ice cream and to have this pretty weird workout regimen, and it's what he has to do to maintain his play, it could kind of not go off the deep end, but kind of actually become less relatable as he ages while he's still playing. And I know he's talked about, he mentioned this on Howard, he's going to have a lot of teammates that are, 20-plus years younger than him, and he's clearly always done a really good job. I also think Bruce Arians will help because he's going to go to a team that has a lot of guys under 30 that don't know him, that just know him as Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. They don't know him as the guy that they've worked out with forever, they've played in a bunch of games with, they've had highs, they've had lows, a lot of highs, won championships with. You are kind of starting from scratch because we all know this. Like any job, like any relationship, when you start, like the when you first start, you do have to prove yourself. Even if you have a resume of like you just, we've all had the guy that gets hired, the a new boss, right, and comes in and just like an asshole who's just bossing people around, and people are like, bro, I don't really care what you did at your other company. You, you know, I, I don't know anything about you. Now it's different in football because we know about Tom, but you do like any relationship kind of starts at the ground zero. You do have to earn people's trust. You do have to earn people's respect. 
And Tom, as much as any human possibly can, is going to have their respect. But he will have to work to just humanize himself with these players. Now, it's been his greatest strength. Like we've talked about, he's the greatest teammate ever. I just wonder, like, again, back to my original point, pretty bizarre that he starts out, you know, with Tom Brady. Feels like the guy in his 50s, and Tom Brady at 43 in the NFL is the equivalent probably to like a normal human in their mid to late 50s, going through like a midlife crisis. Gets a divorce, tries to date some young chick, gets a new sports car. I don't know, man. I, I think, like, just why didn't he go on Dan Patrick? Why, why didn't he go on Colin Coward's show? Like, just a normal show. It wasn't going to ask him. Like, th- these guys have revered him for 15, 20 years. They could have talked normal questions. Now, I get it. He's Maybe he loves Howard. I'm sure he said that on Howard Stern's show, but I don't know, man. I, I got the whole situation red flagged a little bit. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's dive into Tua. And former GM Michael Lombardi said on his podcast that, to his knowledge, multiple teams in the top 10 have red flag Tua. Hip ankles, wrist, all kinds of shit. He's just, he's an injury red flag. And that's not unnormal. Guys with injuries get red flagged. Now where it gets really complicated and why to me this is a story 
is because beside the combine, no one's been able to check them. Part of when you read about these top 30 visits, those are times when you bring in players to not just meet with your owner, coach, GM, position coach, etc. It's to meet with your doctors. And a guy like Tua, for every team draft and probably in the top 15, would have brought him in to get a clean bill of health. When I went through this three or four years ago and I bought the place I'm living in, and like many of you, I'm sure, of when you've bought a place or sold a place, an inspector has to go in, check the wiring, check the plumbing, and then they make notes. And then at the end, they give you a list. Unless you're a general contractor, you're not really arguing with them much. Besides, they say, well, this wiring shot, this toilet, the plumbing doesn't work, this shower's got issues, this flooring over here, whatever. And you go, okay, okay. And then depending on the market, right, if the economy's booming, the the seller is going to have a little advantage and you might have to pay for some of it. If it's a buyer's market, you might force the seller to pay for it. But again, you are getting information that you are not an expert on. So when you tell me the wiring screwed up in a home I'm trying to buy, my little brother's about to buy a home, and I think he sent in an inspector next week, Whenever he gets the information back, you really just then negotiate based on that information. Now, obviously, the difference with a housing market is there are just one buyer and one seller once you agree to the price of the home, and then you can negotiate from there. The difference with a player when he has issues, and in Tua's case, if we just put him analogous to a house, he's got some wiring issues. And depending on who you ask, depending on the inspector that you sent in, People are going to think differently about it than others. I mean, once upon a time, people thought Drew Brees' shoulder was shot. The Chargers thought it. The Dolphins thought it. The Saints did not think it. Now, there have been situations, vice versa, where people thought a player was healthy and he wasn't in all sports. We're dealing with human bodies here. We don't truly know. And in this case, we aren't able to do much more you know, information to do second and third follow-ups because of the corona. Because of COVID-19, you can't, your doctors can't touch them. There is a huge element of unknown here. But the information that you do have, if your doctor said, listen, I think this guy is not going to hold up for four or five years. Well, if I'm a general manager, what am I supposed to say? To whoever my doctor is of an NFL team, he's probably one of the best doctors in that given city. You're an idiot. Maybe you get a second opinion. But what if every all, all your doctors are telling you, I don't think this guy can hold up? Here's my issue with Tua. He's kind of small. Now, again, he was a prolific college player. The the most productive college quarterback in the history of one of the best programs ever. Obviously, the times have changed. They spread out the offense. But I do think you can bring up some negatives beside just the injuries. One, he's not a great athlete. He does not move that well. If I had to guess what his 40 time would have been, I would have guessed like a 4'9". But he's not really a quick-footed athlete. Now, he is an instinctive player, but I would not call him, you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Jordan Love are much higher-level athletes. Tua's just, a, like, to me, he's like Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield. Low-level NFL athlete. Now, he's super accurate, but he also is kind of small. And I think you could question here, listening to Michael Lombardi's podcast, he thinks he's kind of brittle. And if, you're, if you factor in a hip... Uh, an ankle, multiple ankles, and this wrist. I guess he broke his wrist. That I, I didn't. Maybe that was out. I don't follow the SEC in the offseason that closely. But that, that would be a little concerning. And obviously Joe Burrow's going one. I did a YouTube. I got a new YouTube page, promo code HAM, and we're doing some breakdowns on the YouTube page. Well, when you watch the, the Justin Herbert highlights, he's 6'6", he's got a huge arm, and he hasn't missed a game these last two years. Now, he's been hurt too. He broke a collarbone his sophomore year. But I think we'd all agree a collarbone, it's happened to a lot of people. It happened to Foles last year. It's happened to Rodgers. Collarbones happen. To me, a hip? I mean, I've, I've heard of one hip injury in my life. It was Bo Jackson. And then he clearly had a lot of ankle issues. The other thing when you watch Tua play, one of the reasons he's getting banged up, he can't get away from these defensive linemen. Now, the success they had in the SEC against by far the best defensive linemen in the country week in, week out are, you know, the teams he's playing. But those guys caught him. Well, he's playing those same guys in the NFL, but they're all sweet. 
How's he going to get away from them all? And then I would say if I was a general manager, the concern I would have is, well, when he does get slammed, if I'm the Dolphins, when the Bills slam him, when the Jets, when Quinn and Williams gets him, when the Patriots and those guys get him, will he be able to last? Or if I'm the Chargers, well, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, you know, the Raiders don't really have anybody. The Chiefs got Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Like, what are those guys going to go do, do to him? Now, he's, he's a great deep ball thrower. In the last decade, if Russell Wilson's the best deep ball thrower we've ever seen, Tua's close to that level. The counter, though, would be, well, they got four wide receivers he's playing with. Ruggs, Judy, this year, are coming out. Two guys went back, Waddle and Smith. All four of them, I would imagine Judy and Ruggs both go in the top 15 this year. Probably both of them will go somewhere between 10 and 15. Depending on who you ask, Waddle might be the best. He'll be a top 15 player, and Smith probably be a top 20 player too. So you're talking about four first-rounders. And not just four first-rounders, four guys potentially in the top 20 in back-to-back drafts. That's the type of guys he's playing with. I've seen Daniel Jeremiah tweet this before. How many teams in the NFL would trade their unit for that group for the, for the next five, eight years? And the answer is a, many NFL teams would. Those guys are that talented. So would he like? what would he look like on the Dolphins when their receivers kind of suck? I mean, they got Devontae Parker's okay, but it, it could be a challenge. I, I, I do think there are legitimate concerns, but I also understand. Like the inspector slash the doctors, some of them are not going to be comfortable with what they see. Now, some GMs might take, everything is a cost-benefit, you know, a, a risk-first-reward in any situation you're buying something, right? Whether you're buying a house or drafting a player. Yeah, it's pretty risky to take Tua, but if he is healthy and I have a top 15 starting quarterback in the NFL, I'm in pretty good shape. Because if he's healthy, if you just tell me Tua's durable, I think he'll be a pretty good player. Now, will he be a great player? I don't think so. I think Burrow and Herbert have the ceiling to be a great player. I don't know if I see the ceiling with Tua to be a great player. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe I'm living too much in the quarantine moment talking about his injuries. But I got a guy who's been hurt multiple times. And here's the other thing. I think more than ever in 2020, quarterbacks have to be mobile. They have to be athletic. Because the amount of offensive linemen that have came into the league over the last six, seven years has not matched the level of defensive linemen that have come into the league over that period of time. There are way more talented defensive linemen, especially on the interior, than there are talented offensive linemen on the interior. And there's always been great pass rushers. So if you notice, a lot of the quarterbacks are kind of running for their life. Look at the guys having success. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Brady's a little bit of an outlier. Most of these guys are move guys. Even Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. All these guys can move. Where does Kirk Cousins get in trouble? Kirk Cousins can't move. Jimmy Garoppolo. He can ad-lib. He can scramble around. Well, Tua can't really. Not like Burrow. Not like Herbert. And if Jordan Love can get coached up a little bit more of a project, he has that too. So, yeah, I mean, whether they... Someone's going to draft this guy and probably high. Now, I, I talk to people in the league that say, like, I like Herbert a lot more than Tua. And clearly a lot of people on television like Tua a lot more than Herbert. But as we've seen, like, you know, I, clearly Daniel Jeremiah talks to a lot of people in the NFL. And I know he's not a big fan of Herbert. So that's his own opinion. He's also been a scout in the league. I don't put, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, and I love Mel Kuyper. The guy's a legend. But I don't put much stock into what Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay say. I, honestly, I really don't care. I'm, that is no shot at either one of those guys, especially Mel. I've been on Mel's radio show before, the ESPN one, Saturday morning a long time ago. It was a thrill. A lot of respect for him. But I don't care where he puts a player. DJ, I keep a much closer eye. He's talking to GMs, a lot of them, and he knows what he's looking at. And he can comp for 20-plus years of drafts. But most of the other draft analysis, I don't give a shit. I, I really don't. I care about what my friends say in the league that, have, that literally do this for a living and kind of what my own eyes see. Because I've been around long enough, i got a pretty good feel for what's going on. And again, I'm not saying this guy can't play. But I I, I do think that when you factor in the injuries and you factor in just his overall future of durability, again, he's not a four-year starter. He did not start as a freshman. Played a little bit, came in at the end of the season when they benched Jalen, but he didn't start till a sophomore year. Didn't make it through either season in basically the conference that's equivalent to the NFL. And then he's like, not that big. His arm's, you know, okay. He's really accurate down the field, but depending on, go play for the Chargers. They don't have a deep threat. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams work in the middle and, you know, down the sidelines. 
They're, they're not running go routes like Randy Moss. Hunter Henry works the middle of the field. Like, it's about being pinpoint. But he's a great D-ball thrower. So it's like, well, is that even going to work? That would probably be his best chance to work. The Dolphins stink. He could look really bad. Now, you could say he doesn't have to play right away, which he probably wouldn't if he's not healthy. And we'll see. I know his agent, and he keeps saying he's healthy. I don't put much stock into that either. What would you say? If Would you say you're not healthy? Don't draft me. I don't want your money. Of course, I'm healthy. Look at this hip. And I get Trent Dilfer, who I have a lot of respect for. Loves him. But again, he's working with him every day. I've loved a lot of people I've worked with every day that people on the outside don't. I mean, that just, we're all humans. You know, Tua's a high character. People like him. Everyone I know that's been around Tua loves him. There's no question with his character. Like, that's that's a plus. To me, his questions are, you know, just this medical report and, and even some of his physical attributes, how they translate to the league. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's bang out a couple quick quick comments before we dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. Also, I forgot to mention, I appreciate everyone that did it. If you go to uh, 
Three and Out podcast on iTunes. If you like the show, leave a little review. I saw we got a bunch after the last podcast. I really appreciate everyone doing it. So uh, thank you. Uh, You guys are loyal listeners, and I I appreciate the support. Story actually broke while I was recording the first couple parts of this podcast. Bill O'Brien is at it again. Brandon Cooks, who had an untradeable contract, is making $12 million this year, $12 million next year, has five or six documented concussions, countless more, injury. Somehow now, Brandon Cooks has been traded three times. A first-rounder, a first-rounder, and now a second-rounder. It's pretty wild. Now, his speed is elite, but he is not a durable player at this point. And there's always going to be a mark in the league. And right now, it's Bill O'Brien. He just traded a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks. Now, granted, the pick is 57, and I think he got pick 40 40 from the Arizona Cardinals. So he got a really good second-round pick. But why wouldn't you want multiple second-round picks, especially as you're about to pay Laramie Tunzel and Deshaun Watson? I I, I don't quite understand it. Uh, They're now depending on three guys to go along with Kenny Stills who have injury histories. Like Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, they're not dependable players. And Randall Cobb, as he ages, I mean, he's been hurt before too. Like you are depending on three guys that are just not very durable. Now, when they're all healthy, if you tell me they get 16 games out of the four of them, they'd be in good shape. And I don't even think you'd notice Hopkins was gone. The likelihood of that happening is about as likelihood as quarantine getting lifted this weekend. It's just not going to happen. Those guys are going to get hurt. Now, you get David and David Johnson. They're just, I, I give the Rams credit. They, they pawned off, you know, Brandon Cooks on somebody, but of course it was Bill O'Brien. Always just doing weird things. Todd Gurley tweeted the other day that the Rams owe him money. I don't really have a take besides, I think that's a first, seeing a player tweet at a team saying you owe them money. And I think the, the article I read, Florio, the number $7.5 million dollars. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter like, everyone's quarantined. The accountants are out of the office. Yeah, it's called a wire transfer. It's called a direct deposit. Like, they have his banking information. They can press a button and send him the money. I'm, I'm, last I checked, Stan Kroenke has some cash. I also think Casey Matt or not Casey, he was the guy, I don't know, Clay Matthews. Casey Matthews, former guy drafted by the Eagles when I was there. He's terrible. Clay Matthews, former really good player, now not very good. But... I guess tweeted or some Instagram that he's also owed money. So the Rams, for being a, having an owner worth billions upon billions of dollars, self-financed a $5 billion stadium, not paying his employees very well. The Chiefs signed DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington, the Raiders drafted him when Jack Del Rio was there with Reggie McKenzie. Actually a good little scat back from Texas Tech, played with Mahomes. So I, I actually think that move, you know, low-risk flyer, not going to pay him any money. Makes you know makes some sense. Probably the story of the day, Chris Johnson, CJ Two K. I don't know if he's been he's been investigated for. Remember, he was shot three or four years ago. Turns out there are some rumors that after he was shot, he might have done a little murder for hire to then go kill that guy. And I think it's still in flux. It's out there. Honestly, again, I'm not a lawyer. Not a police officer, but when you just read the headlines, you're like, he was shot, and then there was a murder for hire on the people who shot him. You're like, you know, it's not it's not crazy. And then you start thinking, like, listen, I'm I'm anti-murder. But if someone shoots you, like, you might do something crazy. I mean, we've all been watching the Tiger King. You know, we all think Carol Baskins killed her husband, and then Carol Baskins was coming after Joe Exotic, and then Joe Exotic, a little murder for hire trying to take out Carol Baskins, like, you know. When crazy things happen, it just if you told me it's true, I would believe it. Now, if you told me it's not true, I don't know, Chris Johnson. Seems like a good guy when he was in the league. Could really run. Uh, but that's 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 quarantine crazy story for the day. And then what's the other thing? Oh, either Schefter or Rapsheet had this the other day, is that a lot of IT members, we all, if you work for a business, the IT guys are very important, right? Your computers break down, your iPads, your phones, they're always there to help you out. Well, right now during quarantine, I saw the Ravens tweeted out a video. John Harbaugh's freaking out. He thinks that they're going to get hacked. Someone's going to know their draft board. Someone knows who they're going to want to trade. And their information, he's not comfortable because, in fairness, 
He's like, anytime I see a headline in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, I just forward it to our IT guys. And the IT guys promised me that we're not going to get hacked. Well, the story was, I think on Wednesday, was a lot of IT guys are not comfortable with coming over to the coaches and general managers' houses. They don't want to spread the corona. They don't want to get the corona. I think there's just a lot of uncertainty on the corona. So I, <laughs> the football coaches, most of them should know, especially the head coaches and GMs, how to run a Zoom. It's pretty easy. I'm sure you've done it. I've done it. You just press a button, it downloads, and then you call someone. It actually couldn't be much simpler to use or Skype. But there are some real issues as we get closer and closer to the uh, to the draft. But here's what I promise you. Even if you're terrified of the corona, if the head coach or GM wants you to come to your house, come to their house, I you know, most guys are going to go to their house. So that that might have been a little bit of an overblown story. Okay, let's bang out some Middlecoff mailbags. At John Middlecoff, Instagram. Two Fs. I, I'm always bitter. It actually happened to me twice. At Fresno State, I got a name tag, spelled my name wrong. Got hired by the Philadelphia Eagles, spelled my name tag, spelled it wrong. Or they put my name on the name tag and it was wrong. You know, it humbles you. You know, it, it, it drives you. And in fairness, it's not, you know, it's not Smith or Williams. Middlecoff is not a normal name. So it's two Fs. Two Fs. I've been a diehard Raider fan for 30 years, third generation. Is there any chance the Raiders will return to the glory days? How do you feel about Gruden and Mayock? Thanks. Appreciate it. I think Mayock's really good. And I think Gruden is fine. I don't think Gruden is anywhere near the hype that we thought coming out of the 10-year layoff. I don't think he's as elite as he was when Al Davis found him those three or four years in that first year in Tampa. But I think he's a good coach. Uh, Is Derek Carr his guy? That, to me, is the biggest question mark. Is Derek Carr good enough to return to the glory days? And listen, I was at Fresno State when we recruited Derek. I like Derek, and he's a skilled guy. Is he good enough? I don't think so. Not for them. Given that their division, you got to play Kansas City and Denver, and they always play them, it feels like, in late November and December. And he can't play outside in the cold. He just doesn't play well enough. To me, he's probably meant for a dome. Like, he'd be good for the Colts. be good for the Saints. I think he'd be good for a lot of warm-weather teams, but... And technically, Vegas is going to be in a dome, but their, their division is outside and it's cold. And the two best teams typically in their division, Denver and Kansas City, and you got to beat Mahomes. So how are you going to beat Mahomes? It's, uh, they got they got a long way to go. To me, that's their biggest issue, is, is, is Gruden a believer in Derek. And their defense is just stinks. Their defense, since I've been watching the Raiders really closely these last 10 years, has been awful, atrocious. Even the one year when they won 12 games and Khalil was Defensive Player of the Year, the rest of the defense was awful. Linebackers stink, can never cover anyone. Their coordinators stink. I know you're an SF supporter and was wondering your thoughts on how we were going to approach the draft outlook on Jimmy G and expectations for 2020 season, assuming it continues like normal. Looking forward to hearing from you on your next pods. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they got two first-round picks. I think they go a lot of directions. I think they could easily draft a guy, not a quarterback, but draft a wide receiver at 13. They could trade pack on 13, acquire some more picks in the second round. They could draft a defensive tackle or a corner at 13, take a quarterback or, I mean, a wide receiver at 31. I think Jimmy's in good shape. I mean, it was Jimmy's first year starting. He was good. He had some bad moments, but a lot of non-star quarterbacks have bad moments. For the most part, he was really good. He made some big-time plays in the second half. I'm a fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is another big year for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think 2020, the Niners have a nail a couple of these first-round picks. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender. You could say, hell, them, the Chiefs, the Ravens, are the best three teams in the league, and the Saints. Uh, I consider myself a diehard Colts fan. A lot of us fans expected the River signing, but were surprised by the Buckner trade. Many of us thought we were going to snag Jordan Love at pick 13. Do you think it's likely that the Colts would be willing to trade a couple second-round picks to grab Love in the 20s ahead of the Saints or Packers? Yeah, once you trade for Buckner and you sign Rivers, to me, you're in win-now mode. So I would be shocked if they used second-round picks to move up. Now, if Jordan Love were to tumble to them, which is not going to happen, maybe they would take him. But I, I think they draft other players. They need a wide receiver. To go with T.Y., uh, Eric Ebron. I, I actually noticed this like a couple weeks ago on Roto World. I'm like, damn, he's on the Steelers? So he's not even on their team next year or anymore. Obviously, he was a free agent. 
They need playmakers to go with Rivers. Uh, but their offensive line's good. The couple running backs they have are good. I think you could just try to make a run this year. That's going to be hard. I don't know if they're quite good enough to beat the Ravens or to beat the Chiefs. Even the Bills are going to be pretty good. With the new rules and drug testing, what do you think will happen to guys like Josh Gordon? Will they be reinstated or will they still be banned? Well, I know in like California, once weed became legal, they kind of retroactively you know, took guys out of prison. They were there for like a dime bag. So if you were there on like a petty weed charge, you got released. So maybe, I again, I haven't asked anyone in the NFL how it's going to work with the guys that got nailed for failing tests, which I get it in like the 80s and 90s when everyone thought weed was crack cocaine. But think how stupid it is to spend guys these last decade over marijuana. I mean, think, think how dumb that is. I'm going to have an edible later tonight. Obviously, it's early, but as of now, it seems like the Ravens or the Chiefs come out of the AFC with the Titans being the possible third team. I forget about the Titans sometimes. They're pretty good. Any other teams you think have a legit chance next year? Seems like the last 20 years, the AFC has had two or three teams as contenders, whereas the NFC is a much more of a toss-up. Yeah, the NFC is really, really good. I mean, the Niners, Seattle, the Rams are going to be solid. Hell, the Cardinals aren't going to suck. Packers are solid. I think the Bears are going to be better. The Vikings are still good. The Eagles aren't going to be that injured. They'll be good. The Cowboys will be solid. The Saints are really good. The The Buccaneers should be good, you know, and uh, the Falcons shouldn't start as slow. So, yeah, you're, you're right, much deeper. I think the team to beat by a mile in the league is the Chiefs. They are the team to beat in the league and definitely in the AFC. They beat the Ravens last year pretty easily. I think the Ravens are the second-best team. You could argue they're the best team on paper, but until they win a playoff game, I... I just I'm going to look at them like the Houston Rockets. And then I think you have a group of teams, the Titans, the Colts, the Bills, the Texans. The, the actually the AFC South could be pretty good. You know, the Texans Cooks, I mean they do have a lot of wide receivers, they just need to keep them healthy and same with David Johnson, but they do have those guys are talented. And the Colts should be better in in theory with Rivers, and then the Titans are basically bringing back the majority of their squad. So that division hell could be a three of the seven teams in the playoffs could come from the AFC South. That's actually a really good division the more I think about it. But you're right. I mean, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, there's still a lot of unknowns. This year, maybe with Brady being gone, it could be a little bit more. Six or seven teams legitimately could win the AFC. It's just, who are you going to pick to beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a playoff game? You're just not. Uh... What are your thoughts on the 49ers free agency period? What do you think the key holes are in the squad and who do they draft? Got a lot of Niners questions. Uh, defensive tackle and corner to me are the biggest issues because they can get by with the wide receivers and Kittle they have. Ideally, you want a better wide receiver to go with Debo. And I think they'll draft a guy, but they're going to need another defensive tackle and they desperately corners their biggest, their biggest hole by far. They have one elite corner and that's Richard. He's going, he's 31 and going into a contract year. They need to get him help. Like if you, That's why I wouldn't be opposed to drafting the kid from Florida, C.J. Henderson, I think his name is, who I was texting with a couple guys in the league this week. They say it's not even close. He's the be- second-best corner in, the, in this draft. And I said, well, would you take him between 12, 13, 14, 15 range? They said, for sure. I think he ran like a 4-3-9. He is really talented. So if, if you told me the Niners took him at 13, I, to me, him or Kinlaw, if one of those two guys fall, I'd, I'd be all over him. I'm from Northwest Indiana and a diehard Bears fan. What do you think they actually need in such a competitive NFC? It seems like we're always in need of receivers and no line. What receivers would you recommend to the Bears team actually compete? Also, is Kirk Cousins a top 10 quarterback to you? To me, he's not. He's 100% not. His, his stats might be top 10, but I'd never view Kirk Cousins as a guy that I think could rattle off multiple playoff victories. I know he won a game last year, and it was impressive. Now, Drew Brees played like crap, and Sean Payton wasn't good in that game either. But Kirk Cousins made some winning throws, but I I was at the game the next week. Now, the Niners were a lot better than the Vikings, but he just he crumbles because he can't move. I'd say he's somewhere between like 12 and 15. Uh, the Bears, I mean, Allen Robinson's a pretty good player. If Miller, the kid they drafted a couple years ago, can become a solid player, the slot receiver... You know, you could draft offensive line. They could draft the tight end. Their defense is pretty good. So I, I think the Bears, if Foles plays good, they can be in pretty good shape. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. 
like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, John. So me and my brother listen to your podcast a lot in the car, and I was wondering what you thought the Redskins should do with the second pick. As a fan, I'm hoping they take Chase Young and give Haskins another year. But in your opinion, is Tua too good a quarterback prospect to pass up on? Yeah, I think given his injuries and clearly kind of the information that's coming out of Washington, it just seems like they're going to take Chase Young. And I, if you take a premium pass rusher in the top two or three picks, I, I can never fault you. And if, if Haskins sucks, maybe you get one of the top quarterbacks next year. Maybe you trade for a guy. You know, there, there, there are so many quarterbacks now in the NFL, there's actually too many. You will be able to acquire guys. Maybe you get, you know, Jameis Winston next year. Who knows? I mean, you'll have options for sure. Matt Rule recently said that he wouldn't rule out drafting a quarterback to cite signing Teddy. Do you think this is just meaningless coach speak, or do you think they could be a reasonable move? Uh, I guess if Matt Rule loved a quarterback... I would not put it past him to draft a quarterback. So if Tula or Herbert were to fall to him, I could see him doing it. Now, would he trade up to get a quarterback? 
I don't see it. Not when you just dra- sign Teddy to a three-year contract. Uh, I think it's probably more coach speak. I think that they just play the season with Teddy Bridgewater and the little dude. I guess he's not that little. He's six feet tall. P.J. Walker, the guy they signed from the XFL that was uh, Matt Rule's quarterback at Temple. And that's their quarterback room in this year. They probably win four or five games, and then they draft a guy next year. That's what I would expect. Uh, hey, John, love the pod. It's always goes straight to the top of my playlist. Thanks. Anything in the Tom Brady interview that surprised you? What's one question you'd love to ask Tom if you knew he had to tell the truth? Yeah, like I said, I didn't listen to the whole interview. I'll probably do that this weekend. Um, if I was going to ask Tom one thing, well, if I was Howard, I'd probably ask sex questions about him and Giselle. If I was going to ask him football questions, uh, something would probably be like, about the latitude and how much power he had in audibling at the line, him and Josh's working relationship, working with young wide receivers, you know, something about offense and the chess game. Maybe it would just be, Tom, I'm always fascinated, like Monday through Saturday, hour by hour, let's go. What was your schedule? Let's go starting Monday through you know, if it's a home game Saturday afternoon leading up to the game or Saturday night when you stay at the team hotel, what's what's your schedule? Tape, food, workouts, practice. I want to know it all. Hour by hour. Let's go. I'm always fascinated that by by quarterbacks because like coaches, they put in insane hours. So you get why in that interview, Giselle's like, honey, I don't see you. And then you come home in the offseason, you start working out again. You start doing business stuff. Wait, this is a great deal for you. It's not a good deal for me. It's not because these guys, Tiger Woods, Tom, you know Tom Brady, Kobe when he was playing, there isn't much balance in their life. It's it's hard to maintain. I mean, I can't relate, but I would imagine being at the top of the mountain, right? They say the wind blows the top, the hardest at the top of the mountain. Everyone's gunning for you. You you want to sustain being a champion. It's easy. Like for me right now, it's easy chasing everyone. I got a lot of energy. I, I want what other people have. What about once you get there? I'm always fascinated by that. Once you get a bunch of money, once everyone's kind of blowing you and telling you how great you are, it's really, honestly, impressive when a guy like Brady, Manning, Kobe, Tiger, their their ability to grind at the top of the mountaintop and just refuse to relent, it's really what makes them in, you just special players to me. The, the, the internal drive to never, ever take your foot off the pedal. And it definitely, I'm sure, I, I don't have kids, has to get difficult when you have children. And a wife, and I know it's easier when you have more money and you can have nannies and stuff. But still, I mean, the strain it puts on any relationship when you when you are that dedicated toward one thing, I would imagine it sometimes can be difficult to have you know a normal you know relationship with your significant other. It, it can be difficult because you're just spending so much freaking time, especially Tom. What makes Tom not normal? Most forty three year old athletes are former athletes. They're done. Because most most athletes are done at 37, 38, 39. I mean, 43, he's like going strong. And clearly his energy level in terms of how hard he works is only ramping up how much he's into TB12. It's, it's crazy. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a safe weekend. Quarantine away. And uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. Appreciate the support. See you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.